Welcome to the podcast, Leading and Growing Your Real Estate Business by Coach James Short. This podcast is designed to help you with strategies, insights, and ways to increase sales, build and lead high-performing teams, and ultimately grow your business. Your host, James Short himself, also shares some of his secret sources on how he helps his own clients achieve business growth quickly and easily. James has been coaching those in the real estate and property industry for close to 10 years now, and his clients keep on saying, since working with James, their results have been outstanding, giving them more money, time, and fulfillment. James is offering a free strategy call to those listening to see how he can assist you to take your business to where you want to go. Simply go to jamesshort.com.au forward slash strategy and book in a time today. Now on with the show. Hi and welcome to another edition of Leading and Growing Your Real Estate Business. This is Coach James Short and we are truly honored and privileged to have this next guest on the show. Wow. This guy is, uh, he's a legend. He's a larrikin, he's a legend, and he's, he's amazing. The reason why, because let's, let's okay, I outfit it, Scotty Schindler. What a freak, what a champion. He's a business and sports leader, proudly from Sawtell, New South Wales, in Australia. He's the CEO of Renet. He was recognized as the leading business identity and keen surfer who has won multiple surfing titles. An overview of Scott's life shows inevitable ability to achieve ex- success in anything he pursues, and he truly does that. At its core, Scott's career is a story of creativity, hard work, and a love of the Australian life. As CEO of Renet, Scott has presided over the growth of a startup business that began in 2000 with just one property listing advertised. On Scott's retirement in 2017, get this, Renet managed over 900,000 properties and $1.125 trillion in real estate across Australia and New Zealand. Oh my goodness. With 5,000 real estate officers and some 11,000 plus real estate salespeople. In compliment to his role as CEO, Scott is also a highly sought after public speaker, trainer, and thought leader within Australia and around the world. A business mentor and a sales trainer that can back up advice with proven results in his own life, Scott credits his quintessentially Australian identity as a born optimist and a clear cut straight talker as keys to his success in this arena. However, before this life, Scott acquired his business and sales trades during 10 years in the insurance industry in the 90s. Other organizations Scott is actively involved in in Sawtell Board Riders, Sawtell Business Chamber, Surfing New South Wales, Fire and Rescue New South Wales. The roles are varied, but Scott's devotion to community is a constant. And so to an unending love of business and surfing that has carved out many, many adventures. Alongside having represented and won for Australia at the World Surfing Titles, and I'm sure we know a couple of similar larrikins in that, that part of the world. Scott also holds multiple surfing champions at all levels of amateur surfing with an enduring belief that success in business and sport require dedication to the same quality. So true. Scott is a very proud of his work as a coach and trainer of WQS surfers and Aussie surfers in junior development. When away from work or sporting commitments, Scott spends time with family, friends, and is a proud supporter and sponsor of the local groups such as Sawtell Surf Live and Saving, and Sawtell Scorpions FC. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So honored to have this legend on. Mate, Scotty, thank you for, for your time today. Thank you. Uh, great introduction, mate. <laughs> oh, mate, I, I, I reckon we could be talking for hours, but let's let's get the ball underway. I mean, 
you've had a colorful journey, right? And, and the success has been huge. Uh, but I want to find out from you, what was that turning point, that awareness when you started um, Renet back in 2000? What was that aha moment that you had that really shaped you to, to where you are and, and, and that journey? So you could give a bit of that background on that journey for us, please. Uh, yeah, sure. Like in 2000, I, well, I didn't have Renet as a vision in 2000. That came later. In 2000, I wanted to start a software company and I started doing a medical website first. Yeah, that, right. So that, that ended up uh, failing. So that's old news now. Then I started creating some real estate portals back in 2000 and they didn't really get a lot of traction, but I had a few ideas with those. And then I started building a car dealer website in 2001. Uh, in May 2001, I went to the Gold Coast on holidays and I bought a book on programming and, and uh, it was specifically PHP and MySQL for any of the programmers out there. And I thought, you know, I can take all these website things that I'm doing and I can make them a bit more intelligent and make them a bit more uh, business-like and more solution-orientated. So I bought this book and then I came back. I started building a car dealer website, an accommodation website, and I was already looking after a heap of real estate agents. Um, and, and I never got any traction or any mass out of the accommodation or the uh, car dealer one, but the real estate one I got traction out of. So the aha moment for me was in February 2002, I went to the Gold Coast to... Um, try and see if I could get some people to subscribe to the real estate software, and they did. So it was February 2002 when I started the company, Renet. So that's how long it took to go on that journey to actually yeah. bring the company, Renet. And I was like, oh, I think, I think this is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you've created then. What a ginormous – it's a beast within itself, right? And, and obviously over that time from, you know, even from the insurance days to, to today – you would have had some challenges along the way that obviously you threw the other side, but what have been some of those challenges that have really defined you as a person? What are some of those lessons that you've taken away that have really shaped you to who you are today? Uh, well, I'm very lucky that I did the 10 years insurance sales. And in that I did 10 years, um, and I'll call it door to door, but it was business to business. I literally walked in businesses and had to open their mind and try and leave with a check or and a sale or else I didn't feed myself. I didn't feed my family. I, you know, for want of a better way of saying it, you know, you you eat what you kill. And if you know, as a hunter and a gatherer, you, that's what you had to do. So, not to say selling was selling. It was about going out and creating relationships. You know, I did that for ten years, and I built my client base up and, and all over um, the northern half of New South Wales. So I ended up with a. Um, in the end, I wasn't so much a salesperson. I was more of a sales trainer, and I ran sales teams, and I ran management. And uh, look, I did really well out of that. So that lesson of how to um, set goals, how to stay focused, how to go the extra mile, how to sell and close deals, um, and how to create those relationships so you can come back six months later and actually not only just renew a policy but sell them more policies. And, you know, that lesson was one of the best things that I ever got. That apprenticeship that I did for 10 years, <laughs> I honestly don't know how I sold insurance for 10 years. I shake my head all the time and go, well, was I doing but I was sort of stuck in it I ended up stuck in that in that business in a way but it was look the apprenticeship of that was you know that's what made um my ability to be able to grow a software company into into being able to be a company because I could actually go out and what I did was if you look at that I went out door to door literally knocking on real estate agents doors walking in their offices opening their minds saying this is what I've got and I could do that so that was that was uh, how I grew the software business. So, and it was very traditional in that sense of it was very sustainable, um, it was very manageable growth, it was profitable growth, even though it wasn't 
you know, it wasn't a startup brand like this. It was a, it was a sustainable growth of the business. And I did that in a traditional way by knocking on people's doors and dealing face to face with real estate agents and finding out if they really liked the product or didn't like the product and what they wanted to do to improve it. And if I, a lot of people ask me now, you know, my son or daughter's into IT, what should they do? And I say, learn how to sell. Learn, learn how to actually go and have a presentation and come out with a deal. And that is so important for people to do and understand that sales journey and, and client journey and, and how you actually get people not just to be a sale but become a, a part of your journey. So the lifetime value of a client is massive. And I understood that from the insurance days. So I was I had the advantage of this when I started the software company of that 10 years of experience that I wanted to create my own, for want of a better word, insurance company where people were renewing all the time and they were customers for a long time. It just turned out to be real estate software. That's right. I still had to deliver on a product. People didn't pay me for the, the grace of being a subscriber. No, they paid me because there was a product that was real and it worked. And uh, that mantra I had the whole way through. So, and, and some of those first clients I ever had, by the way, were with me all the way through that journey. All the wow. way. Wow. Love it. Love it. I, I love that piece where that advice, right, of what would you learn and it would be the art of selling and, and building those relationships and connections because I think it's, it's being lost in today's world you know, we're, we're behind this or but we're behind this compared to having that, that face-to-face discussion and, and really finding out what's with that person and helping them and guiding them along the journey. So I love that, that piece of advice. It's unreal. You've had some huge successes and, and some great wins along the way. If you look back over, so over the last 17, 20 years, what, what are some of those highlights for you? What are those, some of those wins that go super proud, super proud moment? What, what are some of they? Uh, in, in, as far as Renet goes, I remember, um, if you want to know some of the simplest things but some of the proudest moments I had, for example, so when I started the company, I was on my own and it wasn't until 2003, it was Easter 2003, I started hiring some staff and one of the proudest things I had was simple things like someone would ring up and instead of saying, is Scott there or, you know, can I talk to Scott, they'd ask to talk to a staff member and I'd be going, <laughs> I'd be going absolutely, you, you mean you're talking to me? Excellent, because one of the things I wanted to do was grow a team and grow staff. So people started ringing up and asking to talk to some of my staff. And I'm going, hallelujah. You know, I knew I actually had a company then. It wasn't just Scott with some people working for him. It was actually business. So some of those simple things like that were some of the things I'm the most proudest of. You know, and some things I was really proud of too, like when I went away on holiday. So I remember the journey of staff. um, I'd come back and they'd say, oh, we had this situation. We thought about what you do and then we did that. And that was good. I like that. But what was better was when I started coming back and they simply told me what they did. They made decisions. And I would simply sit back because I wanted decision makers within the business. And the best way for me to be able to get decision makers was to go away, let them make some decisions so they empowered them. So the business, I didn't want a business that relied on me. I was the number one person in the business. I wanted a business that ran with all that. And when those... Um, when those results turned up and, and that actually happened and was a part of the business and the culture, that's some of those things for me are some of the proudest things I've, I've gotten out of talk about. Because so, yeah. you don't know if it's going to work or not. You that's think right. oh, you create this business, I want to be a great leader and I want to have all this effect on people and business and clients and everything else. And then one day it's working, you go, wow, it's working. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And, and you know, and testament to yourself because at those early days of, of of having a couple of team members and then growing to to what you what you did 
grow it too, is a real testament on those values and on those leadership abilities, which sort of segues into the next question that I want to ask is around leadership, you know, giving the team that empowerment, giving them team to, to make that decision. And you would have seen some and been part of businesses out there, seen businesses out there, which have some great leaders and, and, and like yourself, being a great leader. What do you feel are some of those traits or characteristics that make up a, a great leader to really lead and inspire teams? I guess there's different styles of leadership. You know, there's your um, really demanding leader that pushes you and, and gets the best out of you by making you do 100 push-ups, you know, and, and really demands a lot. And, and I guess um, some people are attracted to that and some people aren't. My style of leadership was more about empowering others and letting them grow and being a part of their journey to succeed rather than the, the heavy, hard pushing, if that makes any sense. Yep. So I always, I always had a, a belief that when I hired someone to come into the business, it was my responsibility to take them from where they are to where they want to go. So I never hired anyone unless they actually spoke in those terms in the interview process anyway. Right. I didn't mind if they had some experience, but I was more worried about where they wanted to go. So if they had no experience, yep. um, but they used stuff, and they said, if I want to go in here and here, I would go, I can work with that person. I can take them from here, create some um, goals and put some um, things in place that will help them grow as a website designer, a salesperson, a support person, a programmer, and I can do all that. No problem. So I can become part of the gym. Love it. And as a leader, I also, you know, I had a no-fire policy. I saw it as my responsibility if, if I had hired them to actually get the best out of them on the journey and... So there's different styles of leadership. So my advice, depending on who you are, uh, my advice around leadership is just to understand your responsibilities. The technique is different, but understand your responsibilities of, of getting someone from where they are to where they want to go. And they're only going to be with you for a short time. Anyone who's really, really, really good as an employee is going to want to leave the nest yep. and they're going to want to start their own. So you only get a limited time with really good people. It could be two years or five years. But if anyone's really good, they're going to want to, want to get out of the nest, right? They want to leave home and go and spread their wings. <laughs> they want to go and spread their wings. They want to go on their own entrepreneurial journey. So you you only have a short period, but there's really good people. So the, the one thing I'd like to give as a tip for leadership is expect it. Make the most of it so you both win along that journey. But expect the better they get. They may want to leave the nest one day and don't be upset by it. Just make sure you keep succession plans in and you're creating some win-win situations along the way. That's so important because I think as a lot of business owners out there, they, they don't see that long-term and they don't see even, okay, so what would happen if they weren't, we're only here for two years? What's my contingency? What's the plan B? You know, let's plan for two years knowing that maybe in 18 months we might need to look for someone else. And I like that way of thinking because a lot of business owners out there, they just get, oh, okay, all right, now that problem solved, now onto this problem, rather than looking at it as a, as a holistic viewpoint. So I love that piece. I love that piece. Now, in relation to team, the teams, though, what do you think makes up a, a championship team? What do you think makes up a great team? And, and we've mentioned, obviously, about your leadership styles, but what is it about teams that you can share with the audience that, you know what, if the team gets this right, if the team does that right, boom, that really helps the team. What is it for you? Well... I did a lot of goal setting with each team. Um, sometimes the teams can fight against each other too. You can't front a house and pack a house, you know, and, and, and having to deal with those emotions and the situations is sometimes draining as a business owner or as a leader. And even within the teams, you know, there'd be, there'd be emotional conflicts sometimes and, and 
difference of beliefs and how things should be done. And managing that process is not easy, right? It's something you can do day in, day out. There's no magic wand. You know, I do all the same things as everyone else. Um, but, you know, running teams is so important. If you can create these teams where there's some, some unity, some harmony, and manage this process, obviously you get the outcome. So, I mean, everyone knows that it's no rocket science. But, yeah, you know, it, but it's got to become part of your DNA at the same time. Yeah, it has to become part of your DNA to understand um, the benefit of the, t- of the team and how they can work together, uh, and create leaders within that team and opportunities, and then things tend to work a little bit smoother. Yeah, and I just say a little bit smoother. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no magic wand. No magic wand, is there? No, yeah. it's just like you, know, you might say, "Oh, Scotty's had some success," but you know, I've got no hair. I mean, I <laughs> I paid my dues, right? I paid my dues, and. Um, you know, so at the end of the day, as long as you, as long as you're always improving and things are growing and succeeding, and, and, and month in, month out, year in, year out, and all of a sudden, in my case, 18 years later, I got a report card that gave me an A plus. Yeah. You know, 18 years later of an overnight success. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and you mentioned that uh, uh, about your insurance as well, having that as the best training ground. It's a bit like that life university, right? Each part of your life is is compounding over time. To, you know, as you said, 18 years overnight success, but that's it's been a, a combination of different of series of events that have led you to, to where you are today. And there's been obviously a lot of people that have helped and shaped and and either you've got advice from, you've learned from, uh, they could be dead or alive. But who are some of those people who have really helped you, shaped you, provide mentoring, coaching, advising to really be the best version of you? Oh, and it probably goes back to the insurance days, some of that stuff. Actually, I'm just sitting here now staring at this. Oh, there we go. Success. Was it? Success through a positive mental attitude, PMA. But anyway, there's that. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Here's your podcast of the 90s. There we go. Personal power. Yes, the driving force. There we go. I just stumbled across this stuff. And this is just lying around my desk at the moment. Nonetheless. Um, <laughs> Love it. You know, so in the 90s, I guess some of the guys that drove the sales teams back then and made sure that we went the extra mile and set our goals and, and really put that into my, my thinking and my DNA, uh, some of the people I owe to because they, they put that foundation layer in. So once you, once you grow to a certain level, you never go back to where you were. So once your brain learns and understands something, it never goes back to what it used to know. It now knows more and it's more empowered. So by, by those guys... In the uh, in the nineties, pushing me to set goals, plan, prepare, um, do do all the things that are required to succeed with sales teams in the insurance business. You know, there that foundation layer, that mentoring that they gave me is what I took through the insurance business. Love it. During the oh, sorry, uh, real estate software business, Love and during it. that journey, I didn't have a lot of mentors. I just felt that I was on a different trajectory, and I was really self confident that I could do something. Yeah. And I just wanted to be on my own and I just focused on my own. In fact, a lot of people told me I should move to Sydney or Melbourne and go to the cities. And look, I may have made more money, but I had this clear goal that I wanted to create a balance. I wanted to create a company and a lifestyle. Yeah. I wanted to be able to create wealth and see my kids. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to, to go for a surf. I, I wanted to have all those things. And I, I know if I'd have gone to the city and been just as ambitious, I may have had a more successful company, but I'm not sure I would have had a more successful life. Yeah. And I really wanted to balance that out. And that was why I have the mantra of healthy, wealthy and wise because at the end of the insurance business, I was actually fat. Right. I wasn't happy. 
I wasn't healthy. What had that knowledge and experience, but I was nowhere near where I wanted to be. And the trajectory I was going on was not going to where I wanted to be as a, a, a 30-year-old. And I wasn't even there yet. And let alone a 40 or a 50-year-old. Yep. I'm looking down the barrel of a, a lifelong journey that's not what I want. Yeah. So I changed it. And so that's why I changed. I was very much so wanting to create my own journey through the, um, the real estate software days yep. rather than having too many mentors through that. Nah, maybe that was a bad thing, but that's just the journey. No, that's your journey, right? And and, and yeah, look at where yeah. you've, you've created. And and I think along the way, that self-confidence and that self-belief and that what you learned back in the uh, insurance days gave you that foresight of goals and, and vision and what you wanted to create as a balanced lifestyle. And and you've achieved it and a testament to yourself of, of keeping that focus and keeping that direction, which is amazing. So well done on that. If you were to give three pieces of advice for those out there, you know, wanting to grow their business, uh, what would their three pieces of advice be? Uh, well, first of all, goal setting. That's a yep. must. So you've got to set your goals, whether that be, you know, daily, weekly, monthly, um, half yearly, yearly. I like to look at it in the three, five, and 10-year goals. As well. You know, who do you want to be in 10 years' time? You know, 10 years ago, who were you and where are you now? Yeah. Five years ago, who were you, where are you now? And then you look at the same thing in the first and the future, which is the only direction you go. You can't go backwards and change it. Yep. So goal setting is definitely um, up there as the number one for me. Uh, I know it's a, I know a lot of people are your goal setting and you've got to write it all down. It can be just clear visions in the future. You know, who is it I want to be and where am I going to go? And there's going to be a lot of things happening between that are going to interrupt us. So goal setting is really important. What do you want? Three. Three. Two more. Two more. Uh, so goal setting is really important. Um, let me think of two more. Um, knowledge is an asset. So knowledge is something that you can accumulate every single day and it's the one thing no one can take from you, regardless of what happens financially. Um, whether you succeed or don't succeed this month, this year, it, the knowledge you learn from whether it's podcasts you read, conferences you go to, mentors you go and see, uh, all that knowledge you have with you for your entire journey until the end of the day, right? Uh, whether it's you know good marriages, bad marriages, good business, bad business, all those things. So the more you learn, the more you you take on, the better your journey is going to be, and the more you can recover from from the unexpected. Negative things that happen in life, and they happen all the time. Yeah. Um, there's no one that gets away without negative parts, their life or bad parts. Everyone has to go through certain parts. So knowledge is the one thing, that no matter what happens, that you can keep and retain. Love it. Uh, three, uh, I'm going to talk about wealth creation on this one. So no, yeah, matter nice. who you are, no matter where you are in your journey, you've got to think long term. You know, you might be working really hard and long hours now, but make sure you're putting money aside for wealth creation. You know, you're investing in property, you're, you're investing in um, shares if that's what you're into, but either way, you're putting money aside because you just don't know when the gravy train's going to stop. Yep. You don't know when even that profession is going to still be around. You know, if we look at real estate, is, is it going to change in the next 10 or 20 years? I don't know. And, and what's going to be next? So make sure, um, make sure that any money you're making today, you're not wasting with wealth erosion. Make sure you've got wealth creation and you're actually building up some asset base behind you. You might have a couple of good years and you just put all that money aside. So that's probably my third tip. Make sure that for all that hard work and that sweat and that tears that you're doing right now, that in 10 years' time you've literally got something to show for it where you're potentially even financially independent and you're working for love and not for money anymore. Yeah. Um, and 
I know if everyone's in, in real estate, they're probably thinking along those lines, but look, make sure you do it. Don't buy the flash car. Just get a quick enough car. You know what I mean? Go holiday domestically instead of in Hawaii because you want to show your friends you're, you're making a lot of money. Well, don't worry about that. Just make sure you're creating your own wealth journey. Love so. it. Love it. All right. Awesome. Um, so what's coming up for you? I mean, those three pieces of advice, huge, right? Because goal setting, definitely, I can't preach more than yourself on that and and knowledge i think is so is is so important as you said you can take it anywhere in any location any situation that have come your way and then thinking about long term thinking about that wealth creation of you know you know even if you're putting a percentage away each and every transaction that's going to build up over time and as you said it's it's thinking long term and having that long-term plan so that's awesome i love those three pieces what's coming up for you what's um I know you're out there, you're doing some amazing speaking gigs. You're out there doing your own mentoring, coaching and, and, and helping other businesses out there. What's coming up for you? What, what do you got on the horizon? Well, I never planned on doing what I'm doing now. So if you go back a year ago, I was surfing a lot and uh, people started contacting me going, hey, Scott, you know, you went on this journey. Can you come and share that journey with us? Can you come and speak or mentor or advise? And I, and I thought, yeah, they're paying me enough beer money to get out of the surf and come <laughs> along and, and share my stories. And then I found out people really liked some of the lessons I had. And, and you know, in sport, you, you get to an end of a year or a term or a season, you know, let's imagine an Olympian. All of a sudden, the Olympics is over. You get to stop and you get to analyse everything that you did, what worked, what didn't work. Whether you won gold or got last, it doesn't matter. You get to stop and you get to analyse. So by having had that exit from Renair, it gave me the chance, just like in sport, I stopped. Well, what worked? What didn't work? What were all the lessons? And, and people seem to be really wanting to engage in that. So for me next is I'm really enjoying, well, I'm actually going to write some books. Yes. And put it all into some books. I definitely am going to do that. Um, I've been sharing a lot of, you know, been, been philanthropic, I guess, with knowledge and putting it up on LinkedIn and sharing uh, knowledge there. Uh, I'm just really enjoying seeing where the universe takes me at the moment with sharing this information knowledge. And, and it's like a, a new sport for me, a new drug. You know, the satisfaction I'm getting out of people going, that's awesome. You know, so from one week talking to a, a bunch of legal people and barristers and, and motivating them, you know, the, the professional service people, and then, you know, the following week I'm talking to people in Bellingham with a barefoot conference, you know, and <laughs> the reaction is the same. And I'm going, wow, you know, and yeah. it's, it's, like a, it's like a new um, high for me. I'm enjoying that's sharing that. That's so good. That's so good. So where can where can the audience, where can the tribe find out more info on yourself? Where where can we send them? Well, they can go to my, my website, which is I had to set up last year about August. <laughs> I thought, well, I better centralise some information here so people can find it for these questions. And that's just scottyshindler.com. So S-C-O-T-T-Y, Schindler, S-C-H-I-N-D-L-E-R.com. And the best way to follow me, though, if you want to be able to you know, have the information fed to you is I've become really active on LinkedIn. Uh, and in reverse, people have become really active in following uh, my information and my content on LinkedIn as well. So they're, the, they're probably the best two. Fantastic. That's, that's so good. So go and, go and check it out, everyone, scottyshindler.com, and uh, definitely follow him on LinkedIn because uh, he's got so much value that he shares and he's giving away and he just wants to be helps everyone journey. So I really appreciate your time, your energy, and your expertise, and we we could be, we could be talking all afternoon. Um, really appreciate it, and thank you once again. No worries, my pleasure, mate. Thank you.